Greetings to all of our listeners from around the planet and throughout the cosmos. We are live with BBS Radio on Thursday, and um, we're going to start today with a meditation with our um, psychic and soul historian, Omina. Omina, if you would like to start, thank you very much. Okay, and welcome everybody. Hopefully you can all hear me very clearly. So I would like to do a meditation tonight on increasing the size and the power of your spiritual body, because we can all definitely use that in this day and age. Okay, everybody get comfortable. Sit upright in your seat with your palms up front. I mean, turned up towards the sky. That's what I meant. And bring in all your guides with you. And concentrate on your awareness, your consciousness, your awareness. Give it permission to expand and to understand. And close your eyes. And breathe very deeply in and out until you feel your crown chakra in the center of your skull with your mind and allow a feeling of energy to build up and continue to breathe slowly and deeply. Visualize this chakra coming out of a, out of a golden energy to form a large halo around the top of your head. As you relax, watch this energy begin to rotate in a clockwise direction and descend down towards you, your third chakra, eye chakra. Notice how this beautiful golden energy is forming the shape of an egg. A nice, long, oblique egg. Continue to breathe deeply. Observe this energy continues down to your throat chakra, then to the heart chakra that reaches your solar plexus. Notice how the widest part of the egg shape is now formed. Breathe deeply and relax. Now watch as your golden energy continues down to your spleen chakra. Notice how it begins to form slimmer parts of the egg shape and breathe slowly. And relax. Observe your egg shape to be continuing down over your base chakra on the down onto your feet. Your golden egg is now fully formed and incomplete. Totally surrounds you completely. Breathe slowly. Accept this is your own energy and that it has power. This is your energy. Loaded with your power. Breathe slowly and gently allow your hands to rise up towards your face. As they rise, allow yourself to physically feel this energy that you have created. Sense the tingles and prinkles, prick, uh, prinkles, prickles in your hands and know that you have proven the existence of your own power. Breathe deeply and slowly and lower your hands to your lap. Now slowly allow yourself to visualize this wonderful golden egg shape that is your spirit body. In your mind's eye, observe it expanding upwards and outwards. 
as well as downwards into the ground. It's almost like you're sitting in the center of this golden, enormous egg. Allow it to become consciously becoming aware of just how your big, your spirit body really is. Breathe deeply and tell yourself how big and powerful you are. And feel it. How powerful you are in spirit. And accept that this body is your true self residing within your physical body. Know that you lose none of their power when it contacts when it contracts back in to fit the physical body. Watch your golden egg shape shrinks to fit the size of your body and breathe deeply. Allow yourself to sit a while and enjoy being aware of your inner strength. And when you're ready, visualize all your major chakras clothing from the feet upwards, leaving your crown chakra slightly dilated. Observe this small golden blob over your head. See, this is your name written in gold above your head for all to see. Breathe slowly and begin to release yourself from this meditation. When ready, move into a different position and consciously congratulate yourself on your growth through this meditation. Amen. And just come back into the room when you're ready. Thank you very much, Omina. That was a beautiful meditation. You're welcome. I'm still trying to figure out how to work this on the on the iPad. <laughs> I think you're doing great. Thank you so much, Omina. Okay. And um, so uh, I'd like to introduce everyone to my dear friend and brother, Sky, who is a ceremonial brother of mine. And... Um, to give you a, a, an intro on his bio, um, Clint Carlton, also known as Sky Captain, uh, temple keeper and sacred space holder, creator of the Sky Method, international best-selling author, interdimensional Jedi, <clears throat> from uh, professional stuntman and actor to shamanic psychedelic therapist, Sky has walked an initiatory journey of transcendence incorporating a new paradigm of empowering a deep connection to the inner healer in all of us. During his first journey in the Amazon, Sky went through a shamanic initiation where he reached a state of awareness known as Samadhi, or awakened consciousness. The world around him had shifted, and he could perceive the energy that flows through all things. At that time, he began his journey as a student of shamanic energy medicine, studying under several traditional lineages. For the next 10 years, Sky was bridging two worlds. As an internationally proclaimed performer in film and television and conducting hundreds of healing ceremonies. Throughout his time as a Hollywood stunt actor and creature movement coordinator, he worked on more than 100 feature films and television series, including Lord of the Rings, Planet of the Apes, 
300, The Watchmen, The BFG. Sky began teaching actors in body movement and character creation during filming in New Zealand on The Lord of the Rings. Now, Sky offers a six-month awakening protocol to heal developmental childhood trauma and awaken the person to their highest person, or excuse me, their highest purpose in this life. Sky also offers a practitioner training program that teaches his unique and wide skill set called the Sky Method. This utilizes ancient practices to unlock the third eye and unimagined human potential. Finally, Sky has trained with various lineages globally, including energy medicine with the Four Winds Society under teacher Alberto Violdo, member of the Native American Church, Twisted Hair Sundance Toltec Society, Fire Qigong, a student of Master Zhu, the presence of emptiness system in Tibet, Hawaiian shamanism, Andean lineage, lineage, and Native American church initiated member. <clears throat> um, Sky says that I believe the world needs more sacred intentional spaces that are safely held for us to embody and express the full expression of being human. So greetings, Sky. Uh, welcome to a night at the round table. It's a ble- uh, honor to have you with us tonight. Mm, thank you, Micah, for having me. Um, well, having us. And, yes, of uh, course. Forgive me, Anahita. I'm going to introduce you as well. I just wanted to start with Sky, and then we'll move on to that. Of course. Yes. Uh, so, um, you built the very first ayahuasca ceremonial temple in North America, facilitating hundreds of ayahuasca ceremonies. Sky, could you maybe just Give us a little background on all of that stuff. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, um, so I was uh, I was a student of uh, a metaphysician by the name of Stuart Wilde. Um, he'd written 27 books in metaphysics and was an incredible you know, misfit of the spiritual realms and, and, and learned a lot from him over the years. He uh, he guided us, a bunch of us to go down and and work with this medicine he called it at the time uh enlightenment in a cup um i've since realized it's much more than that but a lot of work to do but um i went down to the amazon i started working with a master uh shaman um don ignacio Uh, at the time he was in his 80s he started uh facilitating medicine in his early teens he was moved to a, a location deep in the amazon called infierno which translates to hell and it's a, a really uh, right on the Amazon, deep, went down there, worked deeply with uh, Grandma Ayahuasca. And um, in that journey, as, as the, in, the, in the intro, um, I had an experience where I was taken out of my third eye into the starlight and I traveled uh, through the cosmos and went back to, and, and remembered many of my lifetimes before uh, this this time. And, uh, and then after... For uh, several uh, months, I I could see, um, yeah, the energy flowing through from the, through the trees and in the energy centers of everyone and the etheric body and the, the golden light that we just talked about and the the, the energy centers and um, but I could also see you know 
demonic entities and, and attachments and, and various types I could see through timelines and a very powerful, you know, kind of a dark night of the soul in some ways too, as I was going through this process of learning. Um, but anyways, I ended up becoming really uh, guided to learn from the Taitas in, uh, up in Colombia. And it was in that one of the sessions with the Taitas that um, I was uh, I guess initiated, or I was invited to, to build a ayahuasca temple up in, 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 uh, British Columbia, uh, Squamish around Squamish lands to be more precise. And, um, yeah, that, so I, I worked on building that. I had no idea how that was going to come about. And, and I literally just got the roof on and there was a ayahuasquero that came along and just, completely synchronistically drives up the driveway and says he's looking for a place to start doing ceremonies. And, and that began, um, you know, many, many different uh, facilitators and, and medicine people, not only in ayahuasca, but in Iboga and uh, in, in peyote. And we did a lot of, uh, you know, other types of entheogen, entheogenic uh, transformational ceremonies um, and I sort of started to see that there was a, a way that I was seeing there was it was emerging in the West here where people were doing ceremonies where it was kind of becoming uh, like a we call it the kind of rock the the shaman rock star where you know they they would give the medicine out and then just sit and play music and I I really saw that there was a deeper healing that needed to happen so I started to um bridge in in our ceremonies more of the relational somatic therapy and and those types of uh things and using these shamanic uh curandero healing practices that I was learning and and that was really my um my training grounds uh in that in that space and um yeah that's how that all started hopefully that wasn't too long oh that, that's wonderful thank you for sharing sky so you're um, basically now through all of your journeys coming up to here, you're you're kind of talked about reinventing the ethos of medicine. Uh, you know, looking at all of the elimination pathways of the body uh, to treat the being, the whole system, the mental, emotional, spiritual, and deeply in the physical with your River of Light Detox program. Perhaps you could share a little bit about that with us. Yeah, yeah, sure. Well, that that would be a good lead into Anahita as well, my beloved here. Um, yeah, in when the right at the beginning of the pandemic, we started to see a um, a lot of shifts happening with people that um, were being affected by various um, things that were were showing up in people's blood and uh, and pathologies that were sort of rapid cancers, these type of things, and. So we got really interested in looking at blood and ozone and um, and I'll let Anahita share more, but she really brings uh, a, a deeper layer in the medical system as a medical intuitive and a channel and um, and was able to really help us to bridge the more medical into the psychedelic. And, and so together we we looked at how what would what would it be to create a, a total human optimization program that really addresses the physical, the mental, the spiritual, and the emotional, and also epigenetic. Um, and so, yeah, so we've been now almost three years. We've been developing the system. We've been kind of on the ground for two years, and we are having incredible results with with supporting people through uh, these deep layers of healing. Um, so. 
Wonderful. Um, thank you, Sky. And I, I'd like to also introduce your beloved, uh, Anahita. Um, she is a light worker, energy medicine practitioner, and channel mediator, sacred medicine facilitator, and Cambo practitioner, uh, somatic therapist, certification from Opening to Grace, um, holistic nutritionist, detox ascension guide, live blood analyst and also a channeler. Um, Anahita has over 18 years of experience in both allopathic and non-allopathic healing arts and modalities. She's a light worker, energy medicine practitioner, channel, sacred medicine facilitator, relational somatic therapist, advanced practice nurse, holistic nutritionist, and detox guide. Her ancestry is from northern Iran, and she comes from a matriarchal medicine lineage that is deeply devoted to being in service to humanity, which infuses into all that she does. Her journey of awakening and immersive study and practice with higher states of consciousness started in her early 20s with the practice of Vipassana meditation as a universal remedy to eradicate mental impurities. This ancient practice of medicine propelled her into her journey of healing her body, mind, and spirit, and ignited her dedication to supporting others on their journey to deep transformative healing, to awakening expression of their diamond essence selves. Anahita has always been fascinated by the resiliency of the human spirit and the mind and body's profound self-healing capacity when provided the right conditions for healing. This led her to enter into the field of nursing over 12 years ago, and she gained diverse clinical research and academic experiences working in a variety of community settings, mainly in Vancouver's downtown east side. Anahita's dedication to supporting people to resolve trauma led her to become an entheogenic medicine facilitator and certified combo practitioner who has studied, mentored, and served under her teachers and mentors in sacred ceremonial spaces who integrate somatic trauma resolution therapies into their approach. Anahita, uh, welcome to our show. Thank you. Thank you so much, Micah. Happy to be here. Yeah. Uh, so maybe you'd like to share a little bit um, about your practices with Sky and maybe a little bit about your channeling and, and whatever you feel like you'd like to share with us. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know, my my journey has been, I spent about 12 years in the medical system. And, you know, from very early on, I, I could see that there was lots of pieces that weren't working. I think I entered into that field, hoping that I could change things from within. And in that work, you know, did pretty non-traditional work, working often with people that had very complex trauma and, um, yeah, like working with people that are, were struggling with substance use issues and um, complex mental health issues and things of that nature. And that really led me to study some non-allopathic 
um, methodologies, working under naturopaths, studying holistic nutrition and um, becoming a detox specialist. And then this really led me into exploring psychedelic medicines and plant medicines in my own personal journey and also witnessing how beneficial this was for a lot of the individuals that I was working with. Uh, I actually had a number of of clients that I worked with who became or yeah, started working with Dr. Gabramate and attending ayahuasca ceremonies with within that setting and noticing the profound shifts and healing that they received from these medicines. And so began to sort of bridge into that that work in in the psychedelic space, um, training as a relational somatic therapist and psychedelic therapist. And yeah, and then, you know, with with all the the shifts that we've seen in the medical system, the the pandemic over over the last few years, it was really an opportunity for me to step into a new offering, a new way of supporting people in their healing. It's a, it's a vision I always held to, to, you, you know, I think a lot of, a lot of people enter into even the medical world thinking that they're going to be able to support people in their, their health and their healing and, you know, often find themselves really disappointed and, uh, and working, doing work that doesn't truly feel aligned for them. And so, this led me to, with Sky, you know, as as we we merged our visions to create what we call the Sacred Medicine Alliance, our private membership association, to give practitioners a another option, you know, that are finding themselves in a very difficult position where they they feel like you know maybe they don't ha- yeah have a lot of other options, but. Um, yeah, just giving giving them another another option that they don't have to stay in a system that doesn't feel tr- truly aligned with their values and their beliefs. And so, yeah, and then um, and then of course, you know, with what we've created with Bliss, you know, we're um, myself and Sky co-founded what we call Bliss. We have the Bliss Labs and the Bliss Temple, where we really have a very holistic approach to supporting people in deep transformational healing, not only in the physical, but also in the mental, emotional, spiritual, as Sky was speaking to. It's, and it's really about emerging of, you know, modern day cutting edge uh, technologies and therapies and merging that with ancient medicine practices and, you know, like the, the shamanic work. And so, yeah, it's it's been a beautiful journey to to find our way to this place where we can have these offerings for people, and it's not just, of course, um, for people that are in the medical system, but also for people that have been really let down by it, and you know, to to seek uh, b- better solutions to really receive deep healing and. And this is, yeah, this is emerged and, um, and it's continues to blossom and grow in many, many different ways. Um, yeah, but I, I, I would leave it there. (laughs) Okay. That's fantastic. Thank you for sharing that. Um, 
maybe uh, I, uh, you guys could talk a little bit more about your heart protocol and stacking alchemical process that you go through on your on your psychedelic therapy retreats which also um just to note that you have been given the blessings of the indigenous nations of uh, at least a few of them to conduct this work just wanted to make that um aware to our audience which is a really beautiful uh incredible blessing that you've been able to help so many indigenous people uh with through their traumas of their um you know um residential school survivors etc uh maybe you could just touch a little bit on that for our listening audience mm. thank you yeah it, it's it's definitely a, a great blessing that we have the honor to be able to work with these beautiful earth angels that um are really our most sensitive um and the ones that are have have really taken i believe the largest brunt of this kind of collective dark night of the soul and um and this the spiritual winter that they call it and um so it it feel it felt really important for us that we in everything that we do that we create create as much access to the indigenous um specifically we've been working with the elders through a program called the elder health program um with the four worlds international um and supporting um their rise really and um showing them a way to like to reclaim they're they're reclaiming these medicines for themselves but also in how to work with them in a holistic way in the way that we're working with them and so what's merged is um yeah they have adopted it as the heart protocol and it's become uh more and more more recognized and used and and uh I've, we've just had the most amazing uh opportunity to to witness um these uh you know people that have that have uh really been in prayer like deep prayer for years and years to to actually cross over and 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 have access to these multi-dimensional states you know they're they're like i'm in the spirit worlds you know and to have to witness and to be a participant in these these ceremonies um yeah it's it's just pure magic really and um so yeah we're we're continued we've got a, some potential to work down in in the amazon to bring also not only the that work that work but really bring our river of light programs to help with some of the indigenous people that are dealing with um you know heavy metals and toxins from these mines and and different types of in industry that's really polluting their waters and their fish and their and their and you know becoming quite ill and uh so uh what i see is like a whether it's a overt or uh non overt sort of genocide that's happening you know we're really seeing uh now a way that we can support them to to rise and also to create their own healing centers and 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 programs for to to start healing their own people That's beautiful. Um, yeah, and maybe you can just go a little bit more in depth on uh, your River of Light detox program. You know, you talk about cleaning out the filters of the body, the blood of the body to remove toxins, heavy metals, graphene, glyphosates, etc. Um, you know, I think that's important, uh, important stuff to, to touch base on. Yeah, I'll let I'll let Anahita share a little bit more about that. I'll just say one thing that um 
you know, when I had my experience of seeing the the energetic bodies um, as these rivers of light, um, this flow of life force energy, prana, chi, um, and seeing, you know, as even when we were having experiences with people having these incredibly profound awakening experiences, but then maybe a month or two months later, going back into a lot of the same um, darkness depths um, and realizing that there was really a correlation between the spiritual journey and the physical body and, and the um, cleaning out of this, these pathways in the body to create a flow to, to, purify that flow and to allow for that energy to be able to flow, you know, back up into the prefrontal cortex and into the higher centers of the brain and, and, uh, and, and, and sort of clean away these path pathways um, so that they could, again, like have that access to spirit was uh, sort of like the, the core, but I'll let Anahita speak more to the nuts and bolts because she's really, really helped to really build this uh, program in the way that she has. Yeah, so the river of light is really about, you know, like like I was mentioning about really the merging of, you know, advanced health optimization technologies and therapies with the the the, the medicine work, the the ancient medicine ways. And so the way we do that is you know, we put people through a really immersive health optimization program that includes, you know, cleaning out the elimination pathways and then putting them through a number of um, therapies and technologies like our blood filtration and ozonation therapies, um, oxygenation therapies like hyperbaric and um, live, uh, sorry, and uh, the LIBO2 we have a number of diagnostic tests we do, like the live blood analysis and yeah, and blood work that we we also offer. We work in consultation with naturopaths, doctors, nurses, um, detox specialists, traditional Chinese medicine doctors to really curate a very individualized, customized care plan for that individual, depending on what they're coming to us with. Um, it also includes frequency technologies and and IV nutrients, um, supplemental protocols, nutritional protocols, um, like, yeah, de- uh, yeah, really specialized detox protocols, liver, gallbladder, flesh, um, parasite pl- protocols. And so, of course, it, one of the technologies we work with that uh, is, is we've seen profound, profound impact with is our, our EBU. And that's a, a blood filtration, ozonation therapy, where essentially you're filtering over three treatments, you're filtering the entire body's blood volume and you're removing toxins, waste, heavy metals, uh, spike proteins, graphene, all, all of these things that we're now being exposed to, not only through you know, the jab, but also through our food, our water, our air, chemtrails. And, and of course, this is resulting in a number of different pathologies. And so we often work with some of the demographics we work with a lot is people who are dealing with cancers, in particular turbo cancers and Lyme disease and um, long COVID or other kinds of vaccine injuries. Um, Yeah, issues with like myocarditis and 
blood clotting and other forms. And so it's, yeah, it's been profound to see the results that people are receiving. We've, we've actually had a really, uh, really strong track record with people having their cancers reversed and recovering from chronic Lyme disease and all kinds of other issues. Um, yeah. And then of course we, we merge this with the, the psycho-spiritual work, right? Because all pathologies have some kind of trauma at the core, whether it be something that's happened in this lifetime or whether it be something that's, you know, a soul wound that someone has been carrying from past lifetimes or an epigenetic piece. And so we do a lot of kind of multidimensional energetic work, working with people's etheric bodies with their really, really to support them and calling in their higher selves, it's really aligning with their true essence. In in short, I would say that this is a, truly an ascension ascension program. It's to support people in clearing all that is no longer serving so they can fully come into alignment with their 5D bodies. And that's where a lot of like the, you know, the pieces around the medical intuitive skills that both myself and Sky have and the channeling and really connecting with people's guides and and the ascended masters to really guide people on this journey. Mm-hmm. Beautiful, beautiful. Thank you so much, Anahita. Um, uh, just as this is the uh, listener program, I'd like to also open up the, the channels for anybody to call in if they have any questions. The numbers are 866-627-6008 or 323-744-4831. Four eight three one, and also to anyone on the panel that has any questions for um, Anahita or Sky. Um, also, um, Anahita, you do some channeling work as well. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah. I um, I am a channel, and so with my channeling work, I essentially am able to connect with all beings in all dimensions on any timeline. Uh, and we have, we have guides that, you know, are part of our, our, you know, kind of part of our, our team where <laughs> they guide us in how to best support people. And, and yeah, and it's something that's integrated into not only the, the work we do on the physical body, but also the work we do on, you know, the spiritual body. And, uh, you know, it, it's a big part of, our shamanic work and our medicine work. Um, yeah. And, and, you know, and I provide channeling sessions and transmissions that really support people in removing energetic blockages to really open that up that river of light that we were speaking of. Beautiful. And, and you were also mentioning in your most recent communications with Yeshua and the, the Christ consciousness ascension protocols. Could you share a little bit about that? Yeah, so one of the guides that we work deeply and intimately with is Christ. And he has been an absolute blessing to to have on our team, as you can imagine. I mean, there's no words that can truly describe it. But really, I mean, this this protocol has been developed alongside uh Christ himself. Um and and really holding that resonance, that consciousness to really support us in aligning with our, you know, the Christ consciousness that exists within each of us. 
And so, yeah, I mean, over this last uh, few years, I've been in a on a journey of apprenticing with him to really learn how to offer transmissions to sort support people in in their in their awakening in their ascension program or ascension journey, I should say. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, Thank you, Caroline. Yeah, this work that our guests uh are doing, Sky and Anahita, I mean, it just it just blows me away. Just the shamanic aspect, let alone the holistic uh health aspect, absolutely wonderful. And you're right that um uh Anahita that there's so much work to be done to help people get past the toxicity of the jabs. Um, I'm just wondering, you worked with or studied with Dr. Gabor Mate. What was that like? Did you go on a ayahuasca journey with him? And um, I don't know if you feel comfortable also telling us about your own ayahuasca journeys, but I would be curious to hear about that. Absolutely. Because he's one of my heroes. <laughs> Yeah, so I actually didn't work uh, with the Dr. Gabramati, but I worked with many of the um, clients that he was working with in downtown Eastside. And so I was able to witness as someone that was working with the same people, what a profound, what a profound healing experience they had working with the plant medicines. And that's really was my initial introduction to the, the plant medicines, you know, over I was probably 15 years ago now. And yeah, and so that all, that really, you know, that was deeply intriguing for me. And I knew that at some point in my journey, I was going to meet Grandmother Ayahuasca for myself. And so it took me several years to find the right person and right place to do that. And I have to say that, yeah, I mean, Grandmother Ayahuasca has been, you know, we work with many, many, many different plant spirits, sacred medicines, but she has truly been one of the, yeah, plant medicines that have made the most profound difference for me in my own personal healing journey. And I mean, it's hard to describe those experiences. I mean, I would say that, you know, moving through my own, uh, my own healing and my own traumas, you know, in the early days when I started working with Grandmother Ayahuasca, my journeys were much more intense and explosive to to some degree. And um, and then, of course, over time, uh, things got easier um, or, yeah, things light, lightened up more and more as I aligned more and more to my to my higher self. And so, yeah, um, I mean... I don't know how much time we have here for me to go into more deeply, but, but yeah, it's, uh, it's been, I mean, she, she really is, I would say grandmother ayahuasca is really the, the spirit that has been the one of the spirits that has been most responsible that I owe the most gratitude for to be here offering what I am in this moment now. So truly, truly transformative in every sense of the word. I'm sure of it. So would you say that things were revealed to you in those journeys that really informed your healing uh, path? In other words, not just healing you, but what you offer others, your healing service, your practice. Absolutely. Yes. 
It's actually, so, you know, I've always been a channel. Um, I remember, you know, as the, some of my first memories as a little girl, you know, connecting and communicating with spirits and being able to see them. And I think I was in an environment where, yeah, a lot of the spirits that I was coming in contact with weren't, were a little bit scary. And, you know, so, so some of the beings that are existing in the denser realms. And so I think there was a part of that ability that sort of had to shut off a bit. And it was really when I met with Grandmother Ayahuasca that she fully turned that back on again. And it was a, it, it was, it was, yeah, it was a big um, moment that really shifted the trajectory of my life and fully brought my channeling abilities online overnight. And, and then I, you know, went through quite a period of initiation for, you know, at least a couple of years, really learning how to navigate, um, yeah, this, this opening in, in my channel, this opening in my being, really being connected to the unseen and the spirits in, in all dimensions and all realms. And, and it really guided me to actually start stepping into not only connecting with the benevolent beings, but also connecting with the beings that are stuck, that feel stuck in the lower, lower dimensions. Yeah. And I have so much love and appreciation for them. You know, they really do support us in um, exposing certain things within ourselves that we have come here for, right? To, to, to heal and release and, be, you know, continue to evolve on our soul's journey. And, and so a lot of my work with uh, the beings in those realms is about reminding them of who they are in their you know, in their core essence, because that can't be taken from us. That, um, that uh, you know, the seed of our soul, the, you know, at the center of our hearts, that can't be purgatoried. That's always there. And that is one and the same as source. And all of our, you know, our lifetimes, our, our first life for, for every soul, their first lifetime is always in the light. And so essentially I work with the benevolent beings to um, remind these beings of their, of, remind them of who they are, their original planet, their, you know, their spirit names, their spirit family, and create that bridge to connect with that. Because oftentimes they forget and they feel that they're going to be punished if they, if they choose the light. And so the work that I do is really about a co-liberation. It's not so much extraction work, but it's a co-liberation. It's really about supporting those beings as well to also choose the light. And in that, in that process, of course, you know, whatever they're attaching to also liberates. And so, yeah, that's been that I, yeah, it's really grandmother ayahuasca who has shown me how to do this work, how to really, it, it's, it was like a reactivating of my own medicine lineage that has been lost in my, in my, in my own blood lineage because I come from a lineage of medicine women. I, I come from um, the Tengri, the Tengri who are the shamans in, in Peru, or sorry, in, um, in, uh, in Mongolia. And, and I, I did study with, with the Quiero, the, the mountain shamans in Peru as well. And yeah, and so it's been, I mean, it's, yeah, it's been a profound journey with Grandmother Ayahuasca. She's really shown me how to how to do this work she's been a guide for me 
Oh, wonderful. Thank you so much. I appreciate uh, your being willing to describe your own journey. And you sound like a, a true, sh- you are a true shaman standing between realms, between worlds and bridging, um, bridging them and helping people over to, to the next level. Very beautiful. Um, I do also have a question for Sky, but Randy has a question. So I'm going to bow out. Go ahead, Randy. I'll pass the talking stick to you. Thank you, Caroline. Well, I will say one thing that these two are probably doing a lot of good work. And the fact that when you're doing this kind of a journey, it's sure nice to have someone beside you who is on the same journey. You're on the same road, but you can take a different path and end up on the same path. Because all of us that are healers know that every single disease and every single trauma is based in emotion. And what's emotion? Energy in motion. If you do not allow that motion of energy, whatever it may be, anger, hate, guilt, etc., to flow through your beingness, it will get lodged somewhere. Mm -hmm. Then you will bury it. If something happens to you when you're two years old and you don't address it, when you're 62, all of a sudden, something is really bothering you and it's going to take someone with a lot of compassion and empathy and also the ability to stay in neutral when they're helping you mm. go back to that emotion and heal yourself. Mm. Because the one thing that a healer should never do, and I imagine you'll both agree with me, is you do not get emotionally attached to the person that you're working with. Mm. When I run a healing spa in Thailand, We did many Indian gurus who did exactly that and didn't realize it. And maybe five, six years later, their health declines. So it took a lot of soul searching for them to realize that they had caused this to themselves. So keep up the good work and you're welcome back on the show anytime. (laughs) Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Well said. Beautiful. Yes. We fully agree. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Um, Micah, can I just ask Sky one one quick question? Um, Absolutely. Thank you. Because um, did you train with Alberto Viotto? Is that right, Sky? Yeah. Yes, 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 for sure. He's been one of my um, yeah my 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 biggest mentors for sure. Absolutely, absolutely. I can understand that. I I just love him to bits. He's just too amazing. And I just did a three day um sort of um online not exactly a program but he did webinars and he, it, something that he's wonderful at is integrating the shadow aspect and when the two of you were working with elders who went through this horrible situation which we had in the US as well we call them boarding schools here and in Canada the residential schools um when you're working with people who went through that horrible process, are you in a sort of, are you in a journey of helping them to embrace uh, the shadow aspect, which has maybe they've had to shove aside that highly traumatized child self in order to get on with life? Mm. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, it's a very humbling uh, experience to work in with them. Um, often, even sometimes uh, stepping into, you know, 
like in the in relational somatic therapy the therapy will we will often um do like almost like a type of role playing where we give the nervous system an opportunity to express something that never got to be expressed you know and um so we you know i've i've been in situations many times where um being a white man white male um i i, I get to get the honor of uh and and not not allowing um that energy to you know um uh, for me to to stay in my own truth um but at the same time being in empathy and understanding and awareness of what uh what needs to be completed on for that healing to happen so so standing in and actually you know playing the perpetrator in those moments and and allowing for that rage or that energy to come through um and it's um you know it's really like everything that we do um it it, it is about uh supporting that expression, which I believe the shadow is really sort of an unexpression of that and this buildup of something that's protecting that piece that was unexpressed. But, um, you know, giving that safe container uh, with allowance um, and uh, and a, like a repatterning of, um, yeah, just acceptance that, all, that, that whatever needs to come to the surface is, is allowed and accepted. And we, we give the space for that to happen. And then we are able to complete on those, you know, those fight, flight, or freezes that have been stuck in the nervous system for so long, and and the the and then this this surge of light and truth and joy and remembrance of that innocence comes through. It's it's magical. Oh, wonderful! Thank you so much. Huge blessings on your work. Just sounds astounding, both of you. Thank you. I'll pass the talking stick back to you, Micah. Thank you very much, Caroline. <clears throat> So um, your your uh, bliss labs, bliss temple, bliss retreats. Uh, you're also um, moving towards international endeavors, uh, particularly Mexico. Maybe you'd like to share a little bit about that, Sky and Anahita. And then we, uh, Micah. I'm sorry. We also have Carlton on line one. I just oh, that's to- right. Excuse me. Forgive me, please, Carlton. Uh, Go ahead. It's you're on the floor. You have the talking stick. Hey, thank you, Mighty Micah. And um, I'm uh, so intrigued by our, our wonderful guest this evening. I greet everyone on the roundtable. Um, I believe Lady Master, is it Anahita? Yes, yeah, it's Anahita, yeah. My pleasure. Um, Lovely to meet you. Um, Thank you. You've described a very powerful and amazing journey. And one thing that uh, came to me as you shared for a few moments just now, as you uh, embraced and accepted your role, as you learned about it, embrace it, accept it, got more exposed to it, expanded your consciousness. What is it like to um, to move into and connect with other realms? I'm curious to know. I know this didn't happen instantly, but how mm-hmm. did your how, how did you learn to understand and discern one realm to the next and dimensions? You said you're you know you've uh, you, you you're transdimensional as well, so. As you engage with other entities and energies, 
from one uh, dimension to the next, how were you able to understand when you did move from one dimension to another? What, what, you know, what, what, what came to your awareness to say, okay, I'm not in fourth dimension anymore. I'm in seventh dimension. I mean, what, what told you that? Yeah. So for me, the way my channeling works is, and you know, and I, I truly believe that everyone can channel and I believe that it looks differently for every person. And, and this is, and this is what we're moving into as we really embody and embrace our, our 5d bodies. And for me, the way that looks is that, um, beings will, well, you know, it's almost like they sort of um, ask for consent, you know, if they can come through, especially the benevolent beings, not always the case with the non-benevolent beings, but yeah, they'll, they'll come through and they actually speak through me. And so it's almost like a telephone line. And so, you know, if I'm doing a channeling session with someone, for instance, you know, you can connect with any being that you want to connect with, you know, even if you're, you're like, oh, I really want to talk to, you know, Archangel Machiel, you know, we can, we can call that in and he'll come through and you can have a conversation with him as if he's sitting in front of you. Um, or, or you can just see what, what beings are in your field, you know, are a part of your spirit team, your spirit guides and, and see what wants to come through as well. And so, yeah, for me, when I'm moving through the dimensions and connecting with beings and all the various dimensions, they give they actually just give me the information they tell me who they are what their name is what dimension they're in what star system and you know they they may even you know give me they tell me what um you know like they're i'm an angel of divine intervention for example they might you know speak a little bit about their divine divine offerings and who they are and what they're in service to and so all that information just comes through the channel. And so it's, it kind of simplifies things. I don't have to guess necessarily because it's just spoken. Um, yeah. And yeah. And I do a lot of, a lot of traveling through the, <laughs> through the dimensions on a, on a daily basis. It's kind of like, you know, I have my like 3d earth plane life and then, you know, and then I'm constantly in connection with, with the unseen and the, the the other dimensions as well yeah it's it's a fun time i'm going to bring you back to it though um how, uh, how to distinguish between entities i get that you know they make it easy mm-hmm. for you they tell you but mm-hmm. um how do you know when you're in fourth dimension versus seventh dimension i mean what what's the experience what's the identifier for you yeah right right so yeah so it's it's a different frequency Actually, it's almost like a, like a, like an, uh, an imprint that for each frequency has its very unique imprint. And it's not even just the dimensions, but it's each individual being from each of those dimensions. And of course there's like, you know, I may be communicating with a collective consciousness, or I may be communicating with one being that's a part of a larger collective consciousness. And each being has a, has an energetic it's like a fingerprint, like an energetic fingerprint. And so, you know, I will recognize who I'm speaking to before they even speak through me because I've, if I've spoken to them before, um, and it's just, it, I, it's a uh, hard to, they, they almost always, um, they almost always 
let you know what dimension they're they're coming from. Yeah, like, oh, that's right in the beginning. Yes, yeah. It's always and when they, they always do feel- that, what does that mean to you when they say, "Hey, I'm 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 greeting you from the seventh dimension." Now, if you say, if they say, "Hey, I'm from uh, planet Venus and I'm from planet Jupiter," they say, "Okay, I know those planets are different, and you know there's X amount of light years away from each other and everything." When they say mm-hmm. I'm coming from the seventh dimension versus I'm coming from the the twelfth dimension, what what does that communicate to you about the distinction between those levels? Well, you know, I've I've you know in in this journey of channeling, I've really be- have become more familiar with the the different you know beings from different star systems and different dimensions, and kind of like the 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 purpose that they they have in in serving humanity at this time you know because we're so supported we're so so supported here on earth at this time there's just so much support that's showing up from you know the multidimensional realms and so like you you know i begin to see a pattern like okay so you know for example like the arcturians are you know this is kind of like the areas that there's the ways that they're here to support us and the Pleiadians maybe slightly differently and the Syrians in a slightly different way. And so you begin to just like notice those patterns and, and um, yeah. So, so for me, it's, it's almost like I've been studying with them. You know, you were asking me how I, I can't remember exactly how you worded it, but how have I come to, to understand and learn how to, to, to navigate these kind of multidimensional realms. And really it's, it's, it's like I'm apprenticing, but I have specific guides that have been showing me how to understand and navigate those realms because, you know, the multiverse is so very simple, but also so very complex. And so, you know, there's lots of things that are in some ways almost like difficult for, you know, my tiny human brain to fully comprehend (laughs) And, you know, and I'm humbled in the process, but oh, you, you have a multiversal brain. You got it all in there, <laughs> but it sounds like it, it almost sounds like what, what you're, what I hear you saying is that the tendency is that certain entities or certain, uh, you know, certain planetary residents or certain ascended masters, they tend to operate. Uh, uh, in, in, in certain uh, <clears throat> certain dimensions, so it's kind of like, uh, hey, okay, if it's Archangel Michael, that means uh, 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 twelfth dimension. Uh, hey, there's uh, there's a uh, uh, you know Mother Mary, so that's seventh. Is it almost like that? I I, I wouldn't simplify. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't quite simplify it like I, that. I mean, I think that that's like that's how uh, it's landing on my ears. So I apologize. Yeah, and and, the, and it's not it's not wrong but i think it's even more than that i guess is what i would say like you know even even um you know the same being can exist in multiple consciousnesses right multiple dimensions at one time even you know you think of ourselves right we have our higher mm-hmm. selves that are in a different dimension you know i often will speak to my higher self that's in a a completely different dimension than this or to sky's higher self. I think she hangs out with my higher self more. <laughs> you know, that's in a completely different dimension. And so it's, you know, it's, it's, it's really like what is coming through in that moment and the resonance it holds is, 
yeah, and the consciousness that is coming through is from, um, yeah, it can be a multitude of different dimensions, even from one, one being. Um, and, mm-hmm. even, and, 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 and we're talking about, you know, star, like star beings, star nations, you know, they exist in a, a vast, <laughs> like such a vast, like number of dimensions, you know, from the sixth dimension to, you know, the, 200th and 8th dimension it can yeah it can really vary and so it's really just it's something i tune into in each communication in each moment with okay. with whatever is well, coming through i don't want to dominate it but um it just comes to me because we hear um you know conversations about different dimensions so often and i was just trying to get some feedback from somebody who has experienced different dimensions you know what they feel the you know, the differences are and how they can tell. In other words, it seems like, it almost seems like, uh, you know, you'd be able to, we would um, be in touch with uh, a certain entity in a certain situation. And if they approach us a certain way or address a certain level of compassion or intellect or whatever, it sounds like we could almost say, oh, that was so six dimensional in the way you said that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So, but I I don't know. that's it's it. really uh, like an, it's an editor. It's like an, it, it's beyond the intellect. Like it's like, it's, it's really, a feeling. It's really just a, a, a sense, like a feeling, a resonance and you feel it in your energetic body. Like you can identify it or at least, yeah, the, the way I've, I've been able to identify it is through that. Most of all, you know, even there, there sometimes are beings that are a little bit, you know, have a little bit of trickery. And so they might even say they're from a different dimension, but what the way I know where they are truly coming from is from the resonance that they're holding, right? So if you, if if a being is coming from the denser dimensions, then you know the energy is much more chaotic and like, um, yeah, it's like more, like more frantic. The you know it's we're, it's we've definitely gotten to know their tricks. Too. <laughs> yeah, and you know, and then you build that, relationships. That helps, and right get there. To know kind of, that helps. Because as you said, you said, hey, if they're coming from a more dense dimension, then you start to see this. And mm-hmm. so it seems that coming from other dimensions, you wouldn't see that, but you see something else. So that that helps. That's what I was trying to understand, like, yeah. what are some yeah. of the markers? I appreciate what it. Thing, what are I, things, I, but I'm sorry. I know there's there's probably other callers. And I, Carl, I, I thanks, unless, unless there's something else you want me to. Uh-huh. I was just going to say quickly, Carlton, it's been um, really neat. Um, you know, in these last few years, being, you know, on this path beside Anahita and like, I can actually feel the beings come in often, even like a moment before, and it takes me mm-hmm. energetically. I feel the compassion or the light or the, uh, sometimes it feels like I'm being swirled into the clouds, like this feeling of lightness where I'm being like lifted out of my body. Um, and then again, like we were saying, sometimes these other beings, and not so much anymore, there's a less and less of that, but you know, you can feel when there's this kind of Tom Poolery kind of going on <laughs> and it becomes quite and, pathetic and, actually after a while. <laughs> that sounds yeah, like, so, uh, so you know, if there's, there's a friend or family member you have that wears a certain fragrance. So sometimes, you know, you walk in the room and you smell that fragrance, you say, oh, they're here somewhere. 
Yes, yes, yes. yes. That's a, a, it's an essence. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. That's a great way to put it. Yeah, thank you, Sky, for um I I, I feel like that that was a good explanation to help. My favorite was White Thank Buffalo you. Calf Woman. My Buffalo Calf Woman came in and and that was one of the most powerful experiences uh that I've had being near Anahita while she's channeling and and she says, It's white buffalo calf woman. And I was like, Wow. I was literally felt like I could see this white light all around me and it literally felt like I was like in a cloud and I was in such bliss and um and she, and just you could feel her power, like not only the, her her presence of um compassion and love but like her 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 warrior power and it was like whoa okay she (laughs) you don't mess with this one and you can feel that that energy as well it's really neat yeah yeah hey micah and caroline let me ask one last question okay i'm sorry you guys okay carlton okay thank you so it's often it's often said that if you see uh if you see a feather like if you walk outside you leave the house you walk outside your door and there on your, your, your doorstep, you see a feather. Some people say that lets you know that your guardian angel has, uh, has been by to visit. What's your feeling about a saying like that? Yeah, we, we, we uh, you know, in, in our lineage with the, the, in the Quechua tradition, um, the hummingbird is, uh, is when the ancestors come. And, uh, and yeah, the, we, we believe that we're, we're often being guided by these very 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 uh subtle but yet profound little um signs uh like like the hummingbird uh when it shows up and yeah various things like that yeah yeah i mean i just to say that i i fully believe that the spirits communicate with us in many different ways and whether it's through the animal spirits or you know objects or tokens it yeah, it shows up in a multitude of different ways. And uh, yeah, yeah. And just, and it's really about listening, right? Like when you, the more you listen and the more you, um, we, I should say, we, we really connect with them, the more they show up, the more they, you know, they want so much to connect with us. They want so much to support us on this like profound <laughs> journey of awakening that we're all on, that the collective is on, that our, Divine Mother Pachamama is on as she's birthing the new earth, and there we have so much support. And so we just we just need to listen more. And the more we listen, the more they talk to us. And, and well, we certainly are listening to you. Thank you for the affirmation. Thank you for the awareness, the the expansion of consciousness. We're taking notes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you Wonderful. Um, okay. Well, I think we need to move on to our second um, part of our show now. Uh, but uh, let's also just, uh, how can any people get in touch with you, Sky and Anahita? If you'd like to share your information with our audience, I'm sure there's many people that would love to learn more and, um, and study more and, and connect with you. Yeah, um, well, for, you know, our human optimization programs, um, you can find us at blisslabs.com. Um, we are. Let's in- clarify it's bliss with a Y. Yeah. Yeah. So it's www.blyss.com and also www.blyss.com. 
um, B L Y S S Temple. Uh, so it's Bliss Labs and Bliss Temple.com. Is that correct, Sky? That's correct. And they can also <clears throat> love to receive emails. Um, and that would be the awakening at Bliss Temple.com. So that's our email with the Y. With the Y. Y in the middle. Right. Yeah. Just to be clear with our audience, it's it's bliss with a Y, not an I. B-L-Y-S-S labs.com and B-L-Y-S-S temple.com. And uh, sorry, what was your email again one more time for our audience? It's the awakening, the awakening at bliss temple.com. Yeah. Wonderful. The why in the bliss, why bliss? <laughs> um, we we put that in there. It was, you know, partially because, um, you know, the I was sort of taken. <laughs> but, <laughs> but you know, really the why um, is that bliss um, on the Hawkins scale of consciousness is around 880, I believe. Um, uh, it's it's right up there, right before the full awakening of consciousness. Um, and so we really see that what we're doing here is, um, you know, beyond healing, it's, you know, that there's actually nothing to heal, that it's the seeking dynamic um, that is the source of all suffering. And so it's really um, us bringing someone to a reconnection with that state of bliss, that state of connection, oneness, um, so that they can be empowered to, 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 to take that journey on themselves and to have that connection themselves and to receive their own guidance on a daily basis and we, we guide them to, towards that. So bliss is really where we hope to, that all humanity will get to. The highest level of enlightenment. <clears throat> Let's all get there. Aho. <laughs> Aho. <laughs> uh, is there anything else our panelists or, or uh, night on the round table members would like to question or share before we move on to the next portion of our show? Anahita, Anahita. Oh, Tara, yes. go ahead. Yes. Okay. Anahita and Sky. <laughs> yes. um, uh, I've experienced bliss at this moment in time, just oh. listening to you and being oh. in your presence. Thank you so much. And I just wanted to share every day, I talk with the deer people and the crow people. This has been going on for months and kind of years. And I'm, uh, I can say that I don't take any of the plant medicines at the moment, but when I go out and do the sacred circles with the crystals and call in the different beings, the deer, um, I sit sometimes with 15, 16, 26 deer, sometimes 13, 17 crows mm-hmm. at, a, at a day, and they telepathically talk to me. And like you both are saying, the energies are moving exponentially higher, and all the kingdoms, queendoms are asking us to interact with them now. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Rama. Thank you so Thank much. You. Yeah, wow, that's beautiful. Well said. I um like to say one thing. The uh hereditary one of the hereditary elders that we work with, um, he is a prophecy keeper. He's carrier of one of the um white buffalo calf prophecy pipes, and ha- it was actually um 
he was told recently in a ceremony that he was he was actually the one that brought the the eagle condor prophecy to the north and 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 began oh. to unify the tribes here through through the um his program healing the hurts where he was uh, working with a lot of indigenous chiefs and elders um to you know to really heal from the trauma from the re- residential schools and but in through that process he was he was actually unifying them and, and bringing them together and um many many prophecies spoke of this time and i know that this has probably been on your podcast before but um that um that they had prophecy about the spiritual winter that was coming and they had prophecy about very specific ceremonies that needed to happen in order for them to know that we will we will enter this new what they call the new day that will not be followed by night and they were happy to um pass this information on that um that 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 those ceremonies have all happened and they have lit the eighth fire and they say that they are all in in agreement that in 2030 by 2030 we will uh we will enter into the new day um and there will be no more war on planet earth um and that we will live in this 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 new time so um yeah it's a really exciting time to be here and be a part of this oh oh ho let it be now Aho. Aho, let it be now. Thank you. Let it be now. It now. Yes. Oh. So it is. Thank you. So it is. So it is. Thank you so much for being here on a heat and sky. I hope you'll come back. We've got a hundred more questions. Thank you so much for having us. We'd love to come back. We would thank absolutely you so much. Love to thank you, back. Micah, for this invitation and all of you for all the work you're doing. We can feel the profound spirit that's here in this group and your listeners. And it feels like a very, very, very high vibration that is um really needed at this time to hold this 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 level of of coherence and so thank you for all that you're doing everyone thank you oh thank you thank you so much sky and anahita and uh, you're more than welcome to stay with us for the rest of our show we're going to move on to energy updates now um caroline do you have an energy update for us only the, the energies have gone mad. I have so many people texting me, um, you know, about the solar flares. And then Rama, when he emailed me about something today, he mentioned the new moon. And um, I just, I'm just like, oh, please, we can't take any more onslaught. But I will say that it's bringing up um, things that we probably would prefer not to face otherwise, similar to what Sky and uh, Anahita were saying. Um, the shadow aspect, the traumatized aspect has to come up in order to be healed. And we're in that era when that's happening for the human race. So even though we might be exhausted or dizzy, headachey, have body aches and pains, whatever it is, and uh, nightmares. I know people have had some nightmares, some real interference from dark forces, uh, the lower realms. Um, it's all happening because as a en masse, as a human race, we have said, look, this has to end. Let's have it out right now. And I don't mean by that a great war, a great religious or spiritual war. Um, I just mean a time of extreme uh, disclosure and honesty. And yes, things feel upended. And yet um, this is how we move into healing for ourselves as individuals, our cultures, and eventually the planet. Uh, So we almost have to just vow to 
what is happening with the earth and her extreme actions at the moment with extreme weather and um, just bless and release into the light the areas of conflict, the areas where we're not yet seeing divine justice moving into an issue. Uh, we can still release it to the higher light and say reform, rebirth into your higher levels and not get dragged down, as Randy was saying, not get pulled in, not give our life energy away uh, and our healing energy away, as if it's up to us to save everybody, because that's definitely not the point. So I know that's a lot, bit of a, a general um, broad brush strokes sort of uh, imagery there, but um, wow, yeah, it's. I don't feel it's just a time of upset and upheaval. I feel an exhaustion. I feel it's a time of healing and full honesty about where, where we've been and our own vulnerability as people and uh, on the planet and the planet's vulnerability and how it's time now to move up, even if we feel that it's feels strange, you know, to let go of things in the third dimension, ways of doing things, ways of thinking and feeling. It is time to move forward. So, yeah, that's how I'm seeing it. Thank you, Micah. I'll pass that talking stick back to you. Thank you, Caroline. And uh, how about you, Randy? An energy update? Thank you, Micah. Well, last night, Mr. Kesh made some very wild announcements that by July or August, the Wellness Center Research Center that's located in Arizona will be fully operational. He is going to fly one of his units into Arizona. Now, these are space flight units that go anywhere in the universe. They can be used on Earth as well. So let's say you want to go from New York to London. That's going to take about five minutes. And it'll take longer to go up and go down than actual flight time. No oxygen masks, no nothing. This is the technology that's going to be publicly shown in Sarnia in March to the world. Plus many other things. Remember, last week I talked about the solar flares. Maximum peak is happening this month. So, if you think the energies are wild now, we're only going to the top of the roller coaster. We're going to go up and down and up and down and up and down. That's how our bodies, minds, and spirits are going to adjust to the cosmic energies that are always here. Now, there's one man on the planet who can help us understand what these cosmic energies can do. And one thing he did last night during the meeting was he turned one of his cosmic energy generators on for everyone to experience. You cannot get these energies if you listen to the replay. You can only get it when it's live. So, with that, I pass the talk to stick back to you, Micah. Oh, one more thing. I just watched a 30-second clip of Vladimir Putin, who called out the entire Canadian parliament on the Tucker Carson interview for inviting and celebrating the SS Nazi veteran to the parliament. He thrashed him. 
I've only watched a couple minutes of this interview. It's an over an hour long. It's going to change a lot of things. Okay, I pass that talking stick back to you, Micah. Wait, 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 wait. Randy, can you run that by us again? I'm not quite <laughs> sure what you just said. Holy crap. <laughs> Vladimir Putin just called out the entire Canadian parliament on the Tucker Carlson interview for inviting and celebrating the SS Nazi veteran Yarkoslav Humka to parliament. Right. That's a 30 seconds of a one-hour interview. Now, remember, a lot of people think that Putin can't speak English. He can. He's fluent in English. But mm -hmm. during interviews, he ch chooses to speak in Russian because that's his native language. Mm -hmm. So these are the kind of energy events that are happening that are putting all this energy of higher consciousness out there for people to ask more questions and to uh, think outside the box. So, 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 Randy, I mean, what I'm getting is it's the real Putin. It's not the fake one. So that he's communicating from under the ground from the Andromedan base where he's staying uh, for the last year and a half. So I would uh, think so. I this I've watched two or three other clips, and this 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 is not the clone's consciousness. Not what he's saying. Right. That's what I got. That's what I got. That's that's amazing. <laughs> That'll straighten a few things out. Thank you, Andy. I'll send the link to Penny so she could for the entire interview so she can put it in the newsletter. Wonderful. Thank you. Thank you, Randy. Thank you very much, Randy. Um, how about you, Obita? Do you have a, a report for us tonight? There. I don't know why I'm having so much trouble with electronics tonight. And my brain is just not, it's going backwards. That I'm having downloads that's messing with my physical brain. So whatever the energy they're doing, they're driving my physical body and my mental brain nutty. But other than that, I think I definitely feel that the energy I don't I don't have all the details about energies that some of you do. I just know I'm sensitive to it and how much it has sped up and how it can, and how it can affect our physical body can even affect our speech because our bodies are a little slower in catching up to the energy. Are adjusting to the energy. I don't know if anybody else feel, excuse me, feels any of that, but I most certainly do. Yeah, you're in good company, Omina. Believe you me. Good. I can certainly um, relate to you, my dear Omina. <laughs> well, it's good to know that because I know there's nothing wrong with me, but when you have your body doing other things. Rest, of course, is the best thing because the exhaustion sometimes, the headaches and the exhaustion that goes with it, um, the exhaustion is worse than the headaches, thank God. I prefer to be tired than having a migraine or something. But it's like, when is it going to stop? Or stretch my body long enough where it can handle it. Whatever That's it is, the powers that be 
I keep telling them, <laughs> ground me more or grow me more, whichever way, whichever works the best. And oh, that's I, a line. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I don't have any patience, so I demand. And they do pay attention when I demand. I mean, knock me out when I go to sleep so everything can get a normal night's rest and get some healing done because there's more and more people coming looking for information, looking for their lives to get it out of the chaos because what it's doing for us on the panel and for some of our listeners, if we understand the energy, we can flow with it. But can you imagine all the poor souls out there that are not consciously aware of it, what kind of chaos it does to them? That I do. That I do see. I don't feel it because I don't want to feel it. It's not my job to feel other people's stuff. I've got enough stuff of my own. But it's like, it's definitely a great teacher in telling you to detach. Again, I'll say it's been, been in the world, but not being part of it because the world is going through a great deal of changes right now, as you all know. And I just keep blessing it and blessing it and blessing it and blessing it and blessing it away from me if I can. So that's it. That's all I've got to say. I pass the talk instead. Thank you very much, Omina. And uh, I, I think, yeah, many people can relate to that, uh, especially feeling compassion for the ones that aren't aware of these changes, I think is, is a really important thing. Um, so Penny, do you have a report for us? Hello, Penny. Is that me? Is that me? There you Can are. You yes. Okay. Um, yeah. Okay. Good. Um, I, I, um, I agree with a lot of what Omin is saying. Um, I'm, I'm getting, um, I'm, I've been having so many synchronistic things happen to me over the last couple of weeks. Um, I'm just walking around with a grin on my face a lot of the time. And I'm, I'm beginning to have a better understanding of what it lives, what it means to live in the now, the now moment and to find the balance between uh, the physical world and the the world that we're going into, and um, an, uh, an easier time of shedding the energies that I don't want around me, and um, for dealing with and for learning. And I, I don't know how do I want to say that more easily dealing with the energies of, say, watching the war and, and the things that are going on in Gaza and so on and so forth. I'm, I'm far more able to watch it now and not be um, affected uh, to see it, as Amina has said before, as something that has to be brought up and dealt with. And happy to be in the place where I am, where I'm reading and listening to so much and know that, and I really know that underneath the surface of everything, there's a real big riptide coming and uh, it's going to be fun, you know? So <laughs> when it happens, it, it's there's so much going on under the surface that when I'm reading and watching as you, as we've been talking about, I can see, 
I'm seeing um, what it really means. And there are so many people just saying all around the planet, they're saying that they've had enough. And that is helping to bring on the changes as well. So uh, that's basically um, basically what I have to say, that um, we can ask for help. We know we'll get it. Um, and every now and then I stamp my foot in demand as well, and I get it. But there's just so much happening to me personally that is so synchronistic. I'm, I Like I said, all I'm doing is walking around with a grin on my face. So that's my energy report, uh, Micah. Thanks. Thank you very much, Penny. Um, I'll put my short report in here before we move on to Rama and Tara's White Knight report. Um, One of the main themes of the past workshop with the Keshe Foundation is how man's knowledge has reached the point that we can make souls. And the new non-dimensional system that was created for the London Conference on the Armistice Day 2023 has a soul just like humans were first created in physicality and then the soul was created so too these reactors first start out as matter state reactors to create the magnetic fields and then when all the matter state framework is removed and there is only empty space remaining we find out that the fields continue to interact and show themselves as alive. It is my understanding that Mr. Kesh made another special reactor intended to bring the change to the planet because he said two weeks ago, we switched on a reactor that will bring change and that it is too late to stop it. And the fields are already spreading across the earth. That a human built the reactor, not Mr. Kesh. He only provided the knowledge. So this way, we won't think it is magic. They are transferring the knowledge in a short and shocking way. So they do not have to be here for thousands of more years. The feeling is that this new system is the one that is going to fulfill the promises. And with that, I'm going to pass the talking stick to Tara and Rama for their White Knight report. Greetings, everyone. Uh, we're the last of the Mohegans tonight, but not, <clears throat> not, not to belittle Mohegans. <laughs> um, I would like to just do a little housekeeping before we give our report, just so people can join in to station one. And I know that this is prime station uh, for BBS radio. I want to encourage people to make a little bit of a donation. And if you have more, like Caroline said the last time she brought it up, fantastic. <laughs> um, the bills are a bit past due, uh, the uh, Verizon and the uh, Windstream. 
And those two add up to $313.27. So that's got to pay those bills. So we can stay on BBS radio on the air. And uh, then there's a, a Geico bill. We forgot to put it in our request for assistance. It's $104.89. Uh, might as well say 105 but that's due uh, no later than the 12th, or we do not have insurance. So that's coming up really fast, too. So thank you in advance, everybody. Thank you. And uh, then there's 277.75 total for BBS Radio for doing three days of the shows is $1,111 this month. So each week is 277.75. So yesterday was the end of the first week. Uh, so that we, 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 we request that, you know, let's have more people, you know, contribute so they can do this and be on our way. Uh, down that yellow brick road, everyone. And um, what else, Rama? Uh, I'm going to have to go and talk to E.T. To, tomorrow because I had a little bit of a problem with the car. Well, you don't know what it is. I don't be know real what simple. it is yet. It could be just a code that you're not. Yeah, that it ET could just be it. a code with the electric with the battery but it was a little hairy getting here today <laughs> it didn't charge all the way home the, yeah the battery didn't charge all the way home yeah that's... so we're going to have the angels of batteries working in the morning so rama can <laughs> take uh our shuttlecraft to santa fe to et's in the morning and yes and uh let's let's just make it simple and uh and easy an easy route. Yes. Uh, what we need, everybody. Okay, so tell us uh, what what you want. You want to do the reading? Well, what I could say about the energies overall with what's going on, like what we heard from Sky and his beloved and Micah and Randy. What is happening is such a huge transformation on this planet right at this time as we are literally with this new moon tomorrow entering the age of Aquarius. This is a huge deal and it is about the darkness leaving and in the same breath I can also just say the message I got from Lady Master Nada concerning the down-to-earth things that happened today um, with the Supreme Court, the way Lady Master Nada put it is they are using word magic. And the founding fathers that put this country together, they're... You know, they had contact with the Galactics and the Angels and the Masters, yet they uh, had to do what they kind of had to do, and they weren't exactly right on all things, but the Constitution still stands. And what happened today, Lady Master Nada said they used word magic, dancing around the word insurrection, 
and the 14th Amendment clearly states when you engage in that behavior, you are not eligible to run for anything. And well, well, um, it they be playing around with the gray area. This is what Nada called word magic, where they're dancing yeah. around the legal legal ease. And it when is, everybody could see what was being orchestrated by what happened on January 6th yeah. wasn't a riot, they were intentionally planning to overthrow the government and, you know, blaze the violet fire, kill Nancy Pelosi and Mike Pence. Yes. I need to bring it right into graphic reality here. We're dealing with what has been played out once again on this planet called the Nazi story. And from the... 70 plus times I have passed around the sun in this lifetime, uh, that story is canceled courtesy of the Galactic Federation and the entire, um, company of heaven, as Patty Cota Robles puts it. Archangel Michael is the planetary prince of this local universe of Nevadon, along with Sananda Kumara. Yes, you. And we are not going to have another Fourth Reich, even though they're playing with it. And all the media is engaged in spreading the false information. Insurrection is what it is when you, you know, a coup d'etat. It is not pretty. It is the fact of what has happened. People died that day on January 6th. And to this day, none of the Republicans have been held accountable. It is a huge deal when our current state of affairs of how we interact with each other as a civilization get messed up. This is why we are a hair's breadth away from Captain Ashtar addressing the nation and, and the world and the world. On screen. On screen. I mean, they are playing with it, and it, it is not a joke. It is for real. They are playing out their end-time story, yet it has been canceled. And our biggest task is to send more love, not get engaged with hate or violence or negative words. I, you know, speaking to myself, because every day I have to tie my tongue in knots without cursing, and I do, and it it is not uh, not fun to watch what is happening at such a deep level about the division, about what is happening. I not to change the subject. I heard a story today about Mongolia, you brought up Mongolia earlier tonight. Mongolia is going to a humanitarian crisis right now. They have had drought and severe winters, and many of the their animals that they consider part of their family have gone over the rainbow, and they are 
asking for help from the UN, from many other agencies. And it is a big deal. It's, you know, I mean, Gaza, I, I have no words. You, last night in the Two, night. 250,000 of the Gazans are in a state of um, um, famine. They're, yes. They're dying from, they're dying from famine. Yes, in the night work, I was there working with the angels and the masters. It wasn't pretty. I I mean, I remember the details. And we're all uh, participating in the healing work across the planet. It is tremendous. Yet, as we go through this, send the violet flame. The emerald green ray, the rose-colored ray to these places around the planet, it does make a difference. And the elementals, all the beings, known and unknown, are helping in these areas. It's the um, humans that are still stuck in the matrix, as I call it, and they're not listening to the force. And blaze violet fire. I'm not sure what to say about it, but if I um, don't giggle, I'll cry the rest of the night. Oh, I want, I'm going to put one more thing in circles. UNRWA, which is an yes. organization, has been defunded by the United States, and by the end of this month, they'll run completely out of money. And they serve at least they have at least thirty thousand people that serve the people helping the people in Gaza and Israel right now. And they will not have any money by the end of this month. So this is another project, uh, visualize assistance. And it's really a crime. It's a war crime to, to defund that organization. And they based it on saying that 12 members of UNRWA participated in the uh, October 7th invasion or whatever that was. And, they had no evidence, zero evidence for that, uh, and so this is this is another uh, call it all in, everybody. Call the highest good of all. Yeah, this in. is why I go out and talk to the deer and the crows every day, and the elementals and the forest beings. <laughs> Occasionally, I see foxes and coyotes, and they talk to me too, and they are just saying. Let us all work with the energies of love to help raise this up because the humans are kind of out of control because of the intense energies that are happening. The weather patterns are also affected. These are the five elements, earth, air, fire, water, ether, and they are directly connected to our chakras. And in the ancient times, in those super civilizations, we had a direct connection with the elementals and our chakras. We always talked. And there are more and more of us that are becoming aware of that. It is so awesome to behold. On Okay, this starts on Friday. The Groundhog Day, Candlemas, 
Imbolak. I received a text message from Palestine, from Rosa, from Palestine, at 12.12, early this afternoon. She said to me, Lord Rama, the solar flares continue unabated. As you all know by now, the energies continue to be very high. I am in an undisclosed location in the Middle East, and I am safe. Gaza and Gaza City look unrecognizable. Uh, note, Abdullah Hamoud, mayor of Dearborn, Michigan, said on the readout Thursday evening with Joy Reid, the 70% of all the structures in Gaza have been destroyed. Rosa continued. Lord Rama, the images that are being sent out across the news wires and satellites show a picture of an apocalyptic future in present time, like those in the portrayal Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome, The Road Warrior. I mean, so many other movies I can bring up that, that you know, blaze violet fire. Gazan war refugees are wearing ragged clothes. Many of them are injured, and they are all going through tremendous PTSD. Some people are digging up, digging for dead relatives in the rubble. It gets to me to read it, I just got to (laughs) say. Hospitals have become targets, meaning the rules of engagement for have been violated by killing and maiming innocent men, women, and children in and around that hospital. Many hospitals, not just one. Please put all of this in the circle of support in place of violent fire. Satna, namaste. And this is Sunday. I sat, I sat with 14 deer and seven crows, and a fox trotted by as well. It was 11.57, late this morning. They intuitively said to me, Lord Rama, the energies are extremely high again today. Then the deer showed me a pink heart, and it was beating. I sat with that energy and expanded it out across the planet. Then I received a text message from Tom the Ringtail Cat. He said to me, Lord Rama, there were three M-class solar flares today. The electromagnetic energies are extremely intense. Tom continued, Lord Rama, I sent you a picture of a crystal rainbow starship that I found on one of your Twitter feeds. It is a Pleiadian craft. There are at least thousands of these Rainbow starships in your atmosphere. We are at that at the moment where anything and everything can happen. Stay in the high heart. Satnam Namaste. And this is Monday. I went and saw Ranamu and received a rainbow laser healing treatment at 11.05 this morning. She said to me, Lord Rama, get on the bio bed. And we are going to go on a journey. So I got, uh, and I 
And so I got on the bio bed and watched the rainbow lasers move across me till I dozed off. I found myself traveling in orbit around Mother Gaia, and then I saw Lord Metatron hovering in the air, and these Viking runes that were flowing around him as Lord Metatron began speaking the Solex small language, that's the light language, all the galactics speak. The Viking runes began to glow with this orange-yellow glow. Then the runes expanded out and began to create a gold grid pattern around the earth. I watched pulses from the sun send these golden beams into the grid pattern around the earth. Then I saw Lord Metatron (laughs) wink at me, and he said, We've got this one, Commander. And then I heard Metatron speak these words. As you focus on the emerald green and pink rays, they will raise up the frequencies of Mother Gaia and you too. Then I found myself back in the on the bio bed. As I opened my eyes, Ramu asked, Lord Rama, did you have enough? I answered, I am doing well. I was at this point away for about an hour. Ranamu said to me, Lord Rama, focus on the emerald green ray and the pink ray. This will help you and the whole planet right at this time. Then I went on my way. Satnam Namaste, blaze the violet fire. This is Tuesday. I received a text message from Mr. X at 1210 early this afternoon. He said to me, Lord Rama, the king of Egypt is going to go and whisper into President al-Sisi of Egypt's ear and tell Prime Minister Netanyahu to pull all his military forces out of Palestine back to the 1967 borders and let the world know that the Galactic Federation is here. Mr. X also said to me, Lord Rama, President al-Sisi, We'll tell Prime Minister Netanyahu to call for an immediate ceasefire. P.S. Mr. X continued. Lord Rama, Mother Sekhmet is here, and she will be behind the scenes watching for her moment to make her move. Please place all of this in the circle of support. Place the violet fire. Inshallah. See you in the light of the most radiant one. Satnam Namaste. And this is Wednesday. I went and sat with six deer and three crows today at 11.21 late this morning. They intuitively said to me, Lord Rama, the sun is sending out big flares today. Even though we are sitting in rain, sleet, or snow, I was sitting with them. It was cold. We are happy you are sitting with us. Don't take life so seriously. This is all just a cosmic dance. I saw on Twitter this morning that there were two big solar flares. Everything that is going on is lifting us to that state of oneness. It is challenging to stay in the high heart at times. 
the daughter of one of the faction three white knights said to me, Lord Rama, the big story has now come to its conclusion stage. Please blaze the violet fire and send all the love you can hold and even more. Stop now, namaste. And this is the today. I received a text message from Lady Master Nada at 11.29 late this morning. She said to me, Lord Rama, the Supreme Court is playing around with word magic. And it is because the Supreme Court answers to the Vatican and that shadowy group called the Opus Dei. All of this is part of the old matrix that is leaving for the past 26,826 years, the world has had false gods and goddesses before them. They are part of the fallen angels or the Anunnaki ETs. As Aurora Ray's title for today's report says, we have officially entered the golden age of Aquarius, an historic turning point. Then she continued, on January 20th, 2024, we transitioned from the age of Pisces to the age of Aquarius, making our official entry into the Golden Age, a time of profound spiritual awakening and enlightenment. This coincides with the year of the Green Wood Dragon, symbolizing resilience and the unleashing of dormant powers. All our siddhas, our Jedi abilities, are being fully activated now. Meanwhile, the solar flares continue. The ascension symptoms continue. As we continue to stay in our high hearts, we can experience greater spiritual awakening and enlightenment. Now, divine government is at hand. Lord Rama, you will be seeing me as you least expect it. You might see me in Whole Foods. Again, stay in the high heart. Satnam Namaste, blaze the violet fire. I pass the talking to my beloved here. Yes. <laughs> uh, can I interject for a second, guys? We're talking yeah. about the circle of support. We need to put Diane Smith in there. She's a knowledge seeker. She suffered a stroke a few weeks ago. Oh. On the third day, the doctors gave up on her. One week later, she's up walking around because of the energies and love and support everyone sent her. But she's not out of the woods yet, so let's keep her in that circle of support. Thank you. Thank you, oh. Randy. You reminded us that um, my two sons, uh, Christopher and Danny, lost a brother. Yes. He took his life. So let's put him in the circle as well. I know that Christopher uh, said that he he knows he's made contact with Jeffrey and Jeffrey Banks, B-A-N-K-S, and that he's in a good place. And uh, again, uh, just to remember that uh, in order to support keeping us on BBS radio so we can do this again next week, and also on Fridays and Saturdays, uh, you go to rainbowroundtable.net 
our website. And then you scroll down to donate. And then there's a way for you to, to say you're either for family and friends. I'm not sure exactly how it's done, but look for it so that they leave everything you donate goes where you want it to go to help have us be uh, on the air with everything that we do here. We reach so many thousands and thousands and thousands of people. And uh, as you can, this um, is a listener support network. Yes, Penny. It's, yes. And I, I want to interject uh, as, as hard as it is to look at it. I, at them, I sent out two documents today. Uh, I wanted to, was looking for maps that would show the incursion of Israel over the, the land that belongs to Palestinians. And I couldn't find any maps that would expand, uh, that I could blow up and that were clear. And then I, I tried another tactic and I ended up with the two documents I sent. And one of them is called, however, I just give you this warning first. They were written, they, they were um, per, sent out today or yesterday. Well, one of them was in back in the fall, in uh, October last year. But the other one just came out today. And the first one is called Israel's Borders Explained in Maps. And it goes right the way back to the 40s. And like I said, it's not, it's, um, this, this one is biased in the sense that it's written from, by the BBC in London and, and of course, uh, represents the view of Israel. But, you know, all you have to do is flip that and you can see or think about it in a slightly different way and see the way, uh, Israel has been taking over. And, uh, it's pretty not, pretty it's not pretty but the worst one is the one that came out today it's called gaza strip in maps how life has changed in three months and again it's the same thing it's it's biased towards the story from israel's point of view uh, it helps you understand what i liked about this because i could never understand the areas that they were talking about and i never could understand had never understood exactly about Golan Heights and so on and so forth. All of those kinds of things are explained in this document and and the way that Israel has split the Gaza, Gaza Strip into two parts, closed it off. So there's only one entrance into either part. And you can see that there's no safe place anywhere in that whole area for the Palestinians. And the graphs that are included um, um, are are actually quite deadly. Um, well, I didn't mean that as a pun, but that's what this one is about, is the number of people um, that have been killed since the 7th of October. It's just ghastly. And and the people who, do, who did the images and everything for the one, for example, um, to show the density of the population. They're very good graphics to explain it all without just using color. And um, then there's, it really is um, kind of horrifying, but also very interesting to see. There's a picture you, we've heard about the, um, uh, how the uh, tent cities. You've never seen a tent city. 
like the one on page eight of this document. Uh, it's it's just amazing. It well, it's amazing. And what they've done to the beach in Gaza. It's there's one picture they show from August of 2022 of all the people having a good time in a hot day, and then in November of 2023, um, a year later, they've turned it into a staging a staging location for all of their war equipment, and they've completely wrecked the beach. But if, if you're listening to if you're listening to the other things that are going on, you can see the the, the tactic here because if, if there's land development people involved in this too, behind the scenes. Nobody's talking about that, but they've cleaned the beach of you know annoying small buildings and annoying this and annoying that that belong to the Palestinians. And you can just see where there's going to be fancy houses built for access not only for rich people, but it also means access to the oil and gas supplies in the east end of the Mediterranean Sea. So it, it's um, it's worth a look at this to understand some of the underbelly of the story that's going on there. And I just wanted to make sure that everybody understood that, yes, it's biased. The maps aren't biased. The maps can be read a couple of ways. So now I've given you a hint on a good way to read them. So I just wanted people to know that. So they'll be in your mailboxes as well. So that's all. Thanks. Thanks, Penny. I was going to say, as one is helped, all are helped, everyone. As you can make this donation to keep this work going, I would say that that is the vehicle for that to become true in this world in a very wonderful way. So thank you. I passed the talking stick. Who am I passing the talking stick to? Micah, are you there? Thank you, Tara. Um, I think we're just about wrapping it up here now. Uh, is there any other comments from any of the panel or uh, of our listeners? Well, just to thank you, Mike, for a wonderful show and a huge thank you to our guests and um, all our all our listeners and many blessings. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much, Caroline. And uh, so I think, Don, we're ready for the music as you can, my friend. And thank you so much, Sky and Anahita, for being with us today. It's been a real pleasure hosting you, and I hope you come back many more times in the future. Thank you. Yeah, we, we really enjoyed our time here. Yeah, bless you um, all. Yeah. I'm really glad you stuck around to, to listen to the rest of the show, too. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're really excited that we're connected with this group now. We'll be, we'll be tuning in. So thank you all. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Micah. Thank you, Amina. Now have a wonderful night and sleep well. Oh, I will. <laughs> I know uh, you will. <laughs> I'll see you all next week. Okay. Thank you so much. Much love, everyone. Good night, Amina. Good night, Randy. <laughs> okay, here we go.